Welcome back, everybody. This is MMA Underground Weekly coming to you live for the second week in a row. Today, we are going to talk some USC 270, Street Beast West Coast 14, and we got a special guest for you, the Viking Warrior, who I'm going to bring him in right now. We'll get this started with our special guest. What's good? Thank you so much for joining us and giving us your time. We're excited to talk to you. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to be on. How, how is everybody doing today? I'm good. Yeah, fantastic, man. So, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> yes, we got Maddie back. He was sick with COVID last week. So before we even get into just questioning you, why don't you tell everybody what's going on with Scrap Talk? Because I'm very excited to see you, Jay Gotham, Fire Chicken, the Canadian. It's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are all excited about the show. Um, it's going to be Scrap Talk. Uh, tomorrow is going to be our debut of the show. Um, we're going to start with the first episode, just basically interviewing each other, you know, um, for we can give the audience uh, insight of who we are and what we're about. And then we're going to go ahead and give some dialogue of what we're going to be presenting on the show. Yeah. Thank you. So I was actually going to add a quick question for you. So as you're doing the podcast and everything, and with every uh, brand, you know, there's certain faces that you recognize. What is it like to know that you're one of the many staple faces or the few staple faces of the scrapyard? When you think of it, you think, you know, yeah, Fire Chicken, Jake, uh, Viking Warrior. What's it like to be one of, the, one of the faces? Yeah, it's pretty dope, man. I, I love it, man. At the end of the day, we're all big family, man. And uh, we like to keep showing off uh, our skills and keep entertaining all the fans because that's what we're here for, man. We're entertainers. So we out here just to, you know, do what we do, what we train hard for every day. And we're just here to showcase that for y'all, man. Absolutely. I also know that uh, being a pretty, uh, a very skilled fighter and showcasing your skills in many different times, you know, being a 185 boxing champion, the 170 pound, um, MMA champion. I know a lot of people start, it puts a target on your back, but I haven't really seen anybody call you out or try to, you know, get in there with you. Cause I don't know if they're a little nervous, but is there anybody you think you might want to fight? Well, well, recently somebody just called me out on Facebook the other day. So I, I volunteered myself to fight him. So that's what you're going to see this weekend. I'm going to showcase my kickboxing skills. You know, we were supposed to do MMA again, but I ended up hurting my thumb. So, you know, I don't really want, uh, you know, any future injuries or any, you know, worse injuries. So at the end of the day, we're just going to do kickboxing. So I get to show box my, showcase my uh, kickboxing skills for y'all. And I'm excited about that because I haven't did a kickboxing match in the scrapyard yet. So it's going to be hey. um, Let's see. Well, I actually was curious because um, I know being a fighter and having a lot of skills is one thing that people see inside the video, inside the cage. But I know outside the cage, you're a fighter, and you know I'm a fighter, and it's it's hard for some people to be able to balance the two, just to be able to fight and be a father, let alone to fight work and all this other stuff. Do you have anything you'd like to say to people trying to follow your footsteps? Yeah, it's all about discipline. You know, you got to get in tune with yourself, and you have to figure out what works for you. When it comes to fitness, you know, it's really dis discipline in your brain, which pushes your body to want 
to work out or to want to, you know, eat healthy or to just do the right thing every day, you know, it's hard, but we all can do it. We're all capable of doing it. It's all about discipline and pushing yourself daily, you know, like my coach told me, you know, you have to give one to take one. So, yeah, I mean, so it's like if you want to gain something, you have to give something up, you know. So if you want to have nice abs, you got to stop eating junk food and you got to stop drinking coffee and all that, you know, soda, unnecessary things, you know. That's just how it is. You have to give the take. Absolutely. And I, don't, I have two more questions before I pass it along to, you know, the Yankee and the Brit, you know, Mr. Maddie and Jay. But um, one, I goes kind of back to what you're saying with the whole diet. Do you have a specific diet that you follow at all? Because you seem battle ready twenty four seven. Yeah, I, fa I fast in the morning, so I intermediate fast. I stop eating probably close to ten, and then I don't eat until probably closer to two. You know, it depends, give and take. You know, every day you feel different. It's all about how your body feels, and you know. It's uh, it's really all about that. But what I eat is basically, you know, just normal stuff. I just try to stay away from sweets. Like I'm a, I'm a sweet guy. I love ice cream and cakes and donuts. <laughs> and shit. But you know, but right before a fight and stuff, I try to stay away from all that stuff because it honestly doesn't give me the energy that I need. You know, I'm a natural energy guy. I don't, you know, take no supplements, no energy drink and stuff. So I do notice though when I do eat sweets and stuff. I just want to be a lazy, fat ass, you know, just sit back, do nothing. <laughs> right? Dude. Now, last question. So you had a killer fight with Fair Play in Virginia. No one can deny that. Do you have a preference on which yard you'd prefer to go to next, whether it be West Coast or the um, Street Beach Dirty South? Well, we got some technical difficulties. I can't oh, again. <laughs> like that. Oh, now Billy's gone. Uh, okay, we're back. Can you hear us? <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah. It sounds like awful. Viking Warrior is muted. Um, I'm going to ask you, Viking Warrior, if you can hear me, would you just log out and log back in, and we'll get you back in in a second? Thank you. All, All right. right, guys. Well, we got some more questions for Viking Warrior. Hopefully, he will be back. But let's just talk a little bit about the upcoming USC 270, since we were going to do that anyway. It's a yeah. pretty stacked card. Um, I got to say, though, I am so excited for these title fights, and it's not to take anything away from the rest of the card because there is some real monsters in there with Saeed Namurg, not I, I can talk real well. Saeed's tough as hell. There's uh, um, Stamen is tough as hell. There's a lot of guys. So my question for you guys and maybe buddy, you take it first. What are you most excited to see? Like which fight? I actually, I'm kind of excited other than the two main cards, like I said, the Saeed versus the um, Cody fight. Not just because it's someone against one of our American people, but uh, also the difference. It's a um, um, Saeed has a two inches on him, and he definitely looks a little bit leaner. But I feel like uh, what the fuck, Cody will be able to take it a little bit more. I feel like you're gonna get a little bit more of a drive from him, and it definitely is gonna be an all-out war. There's gonna be a lot of pushing for each other, 
And I mean, let's see, because Cody's 19 and four, and then Saeed was 14 and two. So, you know, sometimes experience really speaks, and that one extra loss can really make the difference of how hard you push. So I'm hoping, you know, Saeed's gonna put up a fire, but I'm hoping Cody comes out on top. That's my that's the number one pick, other than the uh, two main cards I'm waiting and hoping to see. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get back to UF two seven, USC two seventy in a second, buddy. We're going to bring Viking Warrior back in. So just start with the last question you asked him, and then we'll move from there. All right. Heck yeah, we're back again. Now the last question I said is, if you could go as a preference to either yard, would you prefer to go to West Coast next or Cheap East Dirty South? Uh, so the Dirty South is the one in Texas, right? Yeah, correct. So yeah, that 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 is not that is that is not a cage or nothing. It's just a, a matted area, and they have it <laughs> blocked off by some what's it called? Some caution rope or some shit. Like <laughs> honestly, like that is that is what we already do in the gym already. That's just that's just combat and sparring, you know. It's just uh yeah, it's it's nothing that's gonna excite me. I wouldn't go there, but I definitely would go to the West Coast. I like sand. I, I fight in the sand yard, you know, that's cool with me. Thank you. All right. Well, all right, Viking Warrior, you're the 170 MMA champ, the 185 boxing champ. The first question I got is, what do you prefer, MMA or boxing? Uh, I grew up, I grew up uh, MMA, you know, like my, I started, I started fighting at 21 years old. You know, I'm 34 years old, about to be 35. I, st I found fighting, you know, from a promoter. He offered me a fight, you know, after seeing me, you know, do a little something in the streets. And he was like, hey, man, I'll give you $150 if you fight tomorrow. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm already fighting in the streets for free, so might as well. So <laughs> it was a it was a total setup, though, man. He set me up with a dude, 165 pounds. He was a, he was a two-division two champion, had two belts already. He was 10-0, and 0, about to turn pro. And you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't scared of nothing. I walked in there, you know, came at him with the one, two, three. He ducked it, got to my back, ended up taking me to the ground, ended up guillotining me in 45 seconds, right? But <laughs> I fell in love with the sport after that. I was like, you know what? I need to do this and let me try this, you know? So my first 10 MMA fights, I went three and seven. And I trained myself, basically. I trained myself out of the YMCA or just going just going different places and, and just joining in on the fun. You know what I mean? And uh they they basically set me up with all tough fights. My my first ten fights was all tough fights. I was fighting at the, all the casinos, Snow Kwame Casino, Seven Seaters Casino. I fought at the uh Quinault Casino, uh Emerald Queen, and then I went to Tennessee, fought in front of Keith Jardine and Vende Silva and uh, Keith Jardine actually held my mitts for me, and Vanessa Silva was uh, awarded me the fight of the night that night. So my first ten fights, you know, it was a dope experience. I had a, I had a lot of good and bad times, you know. My second fight, I got knocked out and ended up having, you know, best time of my life. Girls was having me sign their titties, I taking pictures with everybody. It's like I was a celebrity, you know. My my second fight, so. Honestly, after that, I, you know, I started training at the gym. I went 21. I went uh, 8 and 13. I finished the MMA, and I ended up getting my knee kicked out when I was 26. 
and I had to, I had twelve meniscus. So then I had to get surgery. So long story short, I went into boxing shortly after. After I did Muay Thai, I did kickboxing and Muay Thai. I went five and zero in Muay Thai and five and zero in kickboxing. Then I found regular boxing, and I've been doing boxing ever since for the last seven years. So honestly, I'm I'm more comfortable in boxing now, you know, because I just been doing it more and more focused on my striking and, and you know my body movement as a striker. So I would say boxing to answer your question. <laughs> All right, guys, and just remember, don't forget to check him out tomorrow and the other guys on Scrap Talk. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be on Heart in the Fight. It's going to be great. I can't wait. But I'm going to sandbag you real quick. I have a question from somebody you know, and they want to know if you were getting into a fight with 10 guys what and could have one person to have your back, who would it be? Uh, you already know, man. My boy Jay got him. We already done beat up a lot of people before together, so you know, <laughs> that's the only person I would ever have my back. And that's who asked the question. Yeah, he already <laughs> know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Jay Gottam special. I had to reach out to him and get a question for you because we just love Jay Gottam and we know how tight you guys are. I have to ask, though, at your Scotty Showtime fight, I saw Jay Gottam. Is that Jordan Harrington I hear in the background? Yeah, he he helped me get ready for that fight. He's part of our, our squad on TFW. So I didn't know this after watching the fight, that there was an actual beef, and Buddy V had brought that up. How did that come about, man? Because I love both of you guys, so I was just wondering how that came about. Uh, me and Scotty Showtime? Oh, yeah, yeah it, it started, you know, I just... When we had an event, we was taking pictures, and one one time he he just was, I don't know, he was, you know, he needed to be humbled, basically. He was just, you know, having an attitude like he was better than the scrapyard. He didn't want to come join us on a picture of all of us together, and I already peaked his old energy, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, he fought Ant, and, you know, Ant's part of my squad, TFW, so, uh, you know, I'm a fight analyst, and he tried to quit twice when he fought in. You know, he tried to walk out the fight and all that. So, you know, I just call it how I see it. So I called it out, and he didn't like that. I called it out. So he said, glove up or shut up. And, you know, I glove up. So there was nothing else to really talk about after that. Bro, you ate a shot from Scotty Showtime that I thought it was over. But your poise and quick recovery, and uh, Buddy V and I talked about this last week, like that part of a fighter, that was amazing on how you did it. All right. Yeah, Jay, you cut out for a second there. I'm guessing just, you didn't hear uh, me. Yeah, just the last oh, yeah, bit. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> okay. But yeah, basically, man, I needed that, man. Like, we already went to the, listen, we're, I'm a fight analyst, and I already said that, you know, because, look, I knew that Scotty only had two things going into that fight. He had one to take me down, or he has a big shot with both hands. He could hit hard with both hands. So I knew that, you know, I had to be cautious when it came to my striking, because if you do catch me, it could put me down, or... I have to just be patient and, and, and watch, you know, 
watch for his takedowns. And basically, I stuck to the game plan. I did good. I could have did did some things different. I could have added, but at the end of the day, we stuck to the game plan, and you know, it executed properly. Besides me, you know, just making a couple mistakes, but that's part of the game. All right. Well, we, the last thing got... I'll say before I pass it on to Maddie is, um, you can't say it. I'll say it. I think you won that fight against Fair Play, and I love Fair Play. But let's pass it on to Maddie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so we've got a few uh, questions that have come in. So we've got from. Uh, Kenny Fugo, we have, what is your desire for your fighting career? How far do you see it going as of now? Uh, this, this might be my last year fighting. You know, I'm about to be 35. You know, I want to go into fitness competitions probably afterwards and, you know, and do some physique competitions because uh, I can't get any bigger right now because I stay doing cardio. I do, I'm a gas tank, so I just do a lot of cardio, so... It's hard for me to get any bigger or any mu more muscle defined, you know, doing cardio. So I would have to stop fighting to, you know, to get bigger like how I want to. So my goal is to end fighting probably within a year or two, you know. Wow. So a couple big fights left. A couple big fights, a few hundred. I want all happen? big fights. I just want all big fights. Give me all of them. <laughs> That's an amazing announcement. You've heard it on the show. You've heard it on the show. He's got yes, one more yeah, year. I want all the big fights. If anybody wants to fight Viking Warrior and they have any beef left to squash with this dude, then you've only got a year to do it before the police will have That's to get involved if they're doing it in the streets. Yeah, uh, have to fight me in the street, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've also got from Sandra Proctor, who I think Jay may know. Uh, we have a question from her saying, how did you come up with the name Viking Warrior? Which was actually something I was going to ask as well. Yeah, it's in my, uh, my heritage. My great-great-grandfather is from Glutland. Glut, yeah, Glutland. Uh, and, you know, he, he's a straight Viking. And, uh, yeah, so it just came in my blood, and it's just part of me. Like, I've been, yeah. I've been feeling it my whole life. You know, my uncle's a big warrior, too. He's got the long hair, looks just like a straight Viking. Yeah, is that Jutland in Sweden? Gotland in Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Swedish blood. Fantastic. Uh, closer to my way that everybody... Um, I actually live in York, where the Vikings were from, Jorvik. So that's where the Vikings were from in the UK. Um, and we had our New Year's Eve party in an old Viking bar. It was absolutely fantastic. So I, I, I felt like... I felt like uh, interviewing Viking Warrior today was absolutely meant for us. I also want to go back to kind of your desire to get into fighting. You were you were talking about having to make those sacrifices for your diet. What makes you keep wanting to do that? What is your drive to keep wanting to make those sacrifices even at the age of 35? Oh, how it makes me feel. Like, I honestly, I'm, I'm totally in tune with my body. So you have your inner body and you have your outer body. And most people is not in tune with both, you know? So it's really just making that connection. And once you make that connection, you know, your body and your mind will tell you everything you need to know, what feels good, what doesn't, what you should eat, what you shouldn't, you know, it's just up to us to listen to it. Yeah, 100%. And um, uh, who is the Viking Warriors pick on my fight in March on the 26th? Uh, so that's March 26th. There's a fight. That's from Kenny Fugo as well. Who's your pick in that fight? 
Oh, Terrifier vs. Candy? Yeah. Oh, I got Terrifier. <laughs> the you whole know why? Because I trained with Terrifier, no. right? And this dude is strong. Like, he almost ripped my toe off. He tried to stomp, stomp my toe off and I had to whip my leg, my, you know, whip my foot out real quick. And he ripped my sock right in half. Like, my sock was gone. And I was like, yo, this dude is so strong. Like, you know, I had to do, I had to struggle to get away from him. He picked me up over his shoulder a couple times, you know, but otherwise I try to get away from him, man. So MMA, he's he's a strong dude, man. He's hard to get away from, you know. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a different fight from kickboxing. He's not doing kickboxing when he's doing MMA. So Kenny, I'll pray for you, bro. You got it. <laughs> you got it, man. All right, buddy, have you got anything to ask for your friend? Oh, 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 oh. I can't add in on that decision. I'll find <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, all the stuff that I had, yeah, I mean, I honestly think maybe, I think it's going to be a great fight, but, you know, I like to stick to our people. Like you said, the scrapyard's a big family, so I'm going to have to take the terrifier. You know, after, you know, Kenny Fuego comes out a few more times, and I might be like, I can't speak on the topic, but it. You know, heck yeah, you got to come out and show some good stuff. I feel that. What about you guys? What do you guys think? Well, I've never seen Kenny fight. Yeah, me neither. So I'm going to have to go with Terrifier because he's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, without having seen Kenny fight either, I'm going to have to go for Terrifier. If you're saying, like, He's a tough dude, nearly ripped your toe off. I'm going to have to kind of go with that <laughs> as well. And Kenny, if you beat Terrifier and you're listening to this, uh, then get on you the show. You got fans. You got fans yeah. over here if you beat him. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> if you beat him, we'll have you on the show. How about that? For real. Yeah. <laughs> He's hey. saying much love and respect to y'all. I respect the answers. Actually, him and Terrifier are going to be on next week. Oh, that's dope. That's right. Terrifier both on next too. week with us, dropping some WWE style promos. <laughs> but I gotta say, I'm riding with Terrifier too because anybody who knows me knows I'm a homer, and he's from Wisconsin. Yep. Good to know. Now, Mike, uh, I did have a quick question. Now, I see, like, because you know, I follow you on social media and stuff. I see that you know you'll train with Seven Street Boxing Gym. Training for Warriors, your know, team for Shono, you know, you go running a lot on your own. Do you like having the diversity? Because you feel like you could, uh, you get like a mix of stuff from one gym versus another that makes you like a complete package? Or do you just do that because you really truly enjoy, uh, you know, fighting and training everywhere you can? <laughs> so, what I realize is that balance is everything in life, right? So, you have to learn from different individuals and learn from different styles. And make it apply to you because we're all, all everybody's body is different. We all build differently. We all move differently. So, not one style is made for one person. So it's good to be open minded to all different styles. And you never know how you're gonna do unless you, you know, go ahead and, and train those different styles, or at least give it a give it a try. You know, like Buddy V was out with us on Saturday, yep. boxing with us. I never thought I'd see him out there, but he was out there against some studs. He was against uh, Dedrick Coleman. He's a two-time national champion, and Buddy was out there with him. You know, yeah, they wasn't going any hardest on Buddy, but 
yeah. definitely was giving him good looks and making him, you know, feel how it is against uh, more experienced fighters, you know? And that's what we need. We need to go against people that's going to kick our asses and not just play touch butt in the park with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, anybody yeah. could tap, 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 play around, like, and look good. But it's like you have to have full contact and come with some power, at least 80% power, you know, so you could feel how it feels to, you know, basically get taken advantage of. So when you get put in a predicament, and you are getting taken advantage of you. You would know how to adjust and know how to, you know, make the the, the correct moves. You know. Oh so, yes, it's better. It's better to jump around, man. It's better to learn from, you know, multiple individuals than just one. I didn't realize how good. Like I knew he was great, but then when I stepped in the ring with him, and then I saw him spar with everyone else, I was like, man. He could have knocked me out so cold so many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he pushed me. He pushed me and that was a great gym. I'm, I'm going back there for sure. I've been trying to get out to PFW for a while, but I'll be going back to the 7th Street Boxing Gym for sure. That's dope. What about you guys? You guys ever trained before? Uh, I've done a little bit of boxing. I'm more of a rugby guy myself, to be yeah, perfectly like honest. So, so I've... I've I've gotten a few scraps before, but more under the guise of a referee saying you're not allowed to hit each other. And then my big friends in the rugby team come and help me out is more yeah. is more where I'm at. I, I, I make friends who can fight for me, Viking Warrior. That's how I that's how I fight instead. Yeah, that's how you gotta do it, man. You're gonna have them tough guys so you don't have to beat them. Right. For me, it was just For me, it was just wrestling and street fights in high school. So, and now I'm 43 and out of shape, so I ain't trying to fight nobody. Yeah, I feel <laughs> it. He said yeah, we can I'm, have donut parties, not no fight parties. <laughs> I mean, I'm 24 and out of shape. When Viking Warrior was talking about all the sacrifices you have to make, I, I was like thinking, oh shit, I, I should really start making some fucking sacrifices, man, because this is not looking good. Um, it is. But, uh, yeah, it's, I unfortunately, I work in a chocolate shop, so that's not oh, always going to help. No help. <laughs> I, so I work in a chocolate shop on Saturdays, and I'm a teacher from Monday through Friday, so no time to do any workouts or anything like that. But I think, Viking Warrior, we're going to let you go because you've been an absolutely fantastic guest, and we don't want to take up any more of your time. Uh, it's all good, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to keep showing off for y'all, man. So, yeah, yeah. so have you back on, just let me know. I'd love to be back on. Absolutely, man. That was awesome. I appreciate you coming on. Hell yeah. We <laughs> love it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Appreciate y'all, fellas. Y'all have a great day. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. You too. Yeah. I mean, what a fantastic. Right. Pretty awesome yeah. interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a fantastic interview. I mean, that they're the kind of guys that we love talking to. Those street beef guys who make their way up through street beef. So that's how we kind of got this stuff started. If you guys haven't been able to tell yet, Jay's suffering a few uh, technical uh, technical issues right now, and he's working through them. Uh, the cold weather in Green Bay is, uh, is clearly messing with him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, what a fantastic interview. And a tough guy, man, like a rough, rough guy.
and he's yeah, he's humble well, at the same time. Like I've um, seen them spar with some people too, and it's like I've seen uh, even Jay got him. It's like when people they got him against the ropes and they're breathing hard, they can sit there and just go to town on you, and they'll sit there and then they'll just one go to work, one go to work, come on push, come on push, and they're not sitting there trying to hurt you. They're trying to push you past your limits, and it's like it takes a real uh, real good person to be able to be a killer in the cage and sit there and not you know just destroy you because they can. <laughs> Well, let's get back to some USC 270 because uh, we talked that there's some good fights coming up, but I'm really, really excited for the championship bouts. And I'm not usually that guy who just goes into a USC for the championship bouts. But yeah. if you look at the flyweight, both these guys were, well, um, Figueroa, former champion, Moreno, um, current champion. There's a lot of beef here because of this is their third fight. But I got to say, I think Moreno's going to win this again. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think sometimes some people are saying, like, Figueroa's going to win. Because what? It was Henry Cejudo was uh, training with uh, Moreno, and they think that, you know, they, they might be able to bring him a little extra, whatever he has, these techniques. He knows how to bait him in and stuff. But, you know, Moreno, I feel like he definitely shows that resilience, and he's got that heart. I mean, he's just ready to go. But if he keeps the same mentality from his last fight, I agree with you. He He's definitely going to come out on top. I think Figueroa's only chance is that he's got nasty elbows from the clinch and that he's got some power. But both of them have a really good ground game. And it seemed to me, the, even the first two fights, that Moreno can outbox him if he doesn't get caught. Yeah, you can see the power from both of them. But like, I feel like Moreno's got a little bit more of a chin. Because he got hit with a few of those where I was like, Oh, dang, he's going to get get it. And he turns around, he's throwing one right back and getting it. Whereas Figueroa, uh, like the last fight when he got clocked with one of them, and once that one connected real solid, he was just down for a second. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been watching a few highlights and I've kind of been looking at the stats because you guys are the, the UFC fans. But I've, I've been really looking at the stats. And this in this Marino Figueroa fight, I, I mean, Figueroa does that have the takedown. Uh, the takedown percentage accuracy advantage on Moreno. And I think that that's always a big thing to be able to accurately execute your skills. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, Figueroa has very good power. His striking, his knees, his elbows. But the issue is, can he land them? He has the technique, but will you be able to use them effectively? Because, I mean, you could train all the punches in the world, but if you're not making contact or someone's a little bit faster than you, what are you really going to do with it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, the fight that I'm really looking forward to, and Jay knows this, and British people are all like this as well, it, it's the heavyweight bouts for us. Like, we're, we're the, we're, that's where we're at with this. We've always had great heavyweight boxes. Any heavyweight bout, we like to see a big dude smashing into another big dude. So what are your guys' takes on the Ungano versus Garnet fight? Oh, I mean, I, got so I got Garnet in this fight because of his footwork. Um, I got him winning this fight because he's got a great ground game, and I think that his leg kicks. But don't get me wrong, Francis is a fucking monster, and Francis got great ground defense. And if he hits you, he's good. You're gonna crumble. But the way Gon has been training and fighting, and just watching his movement and his footwork, I think Gon might win this. But I know a lot of people on the MMA sites think I'm a fucking idiot for saying that. Now, I actually agree with you because, yeah, I was looking up some of the uh, 
The betting centers, yeah, Ghana is minus 155, and Ngannou is plus 135. But, you know, I'm not surprised for, you know, the records and how they hold. But Ghana is coming off a 10-win uh, streak. He hasn't lost a single match yet. He's hungry. Like I said, his footwork is there. And we, just like we just said with the other match, Ngannou has that power. But if he's outclassed to speed with technique, what could he really put to use? I mean, I've seen some of those training videos I had, even like on the live when they were doing a – like the countdown and stuff, and Ghana when they were training partners was doing a lot more than Ghana than he was back. And if they're fine tuning over all these years, they're able to establish their art to a much higher level. I mean, is there going to be? I feel like their gap might be a little bit of a difference. I I, I just think from watching from watching the highlight reel of Francis and Ghana, and I've I've seen him on. Uh, YouTube videos and YouTube shows. So things like Jeff Wittick's Barbershop, for example, he did an interview on that. And the dude is like, I, I hope this makes him feel happy because I was terrified just watching him. Like the guy is an absolute monster. I, and Jay knows when we talk about football, I'm taking the monster most more times than not. I, I'm taking a guy who, uh, if, if you kind of step into a ring, there's just some people who are just, absolutely out of this world animals and he also has a bit more experience uh than Ghana as well so i, I think i'm gonna take Ngano in that one hey i could dig it heck yeah <laughs> well buddy this is a question i got for you as a fighter being that Ghana is strong as hell he's a he's an in-shape heavyweight um his speed and elusiveness like that's got to be really hard for a fighter to deal with too as a guy who's a lot faster than you yeah because, like, um, when you have a fighter that's a lot faster than you, it's really frustrating because, yeah, you've been practicing these moves, but then while you're going, you can sit there and headhunt, and they're going to just boom, 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 bob and weave. They're going to stay right out of range, and it's going to get so frustrating. And uh, Ghana can use that to his advantage. I mean, he could get under under in, uh, in, ah, with the, in Ghanu's head. Um, I feel like that's happened with me to where you have a game plan, and if you can't utilize what you've been practicing, then you have to revert to plan B, and that doesn't always work for you. Because if I have somebody that's way faster than me and I can't make my strikes effective, okay, well, I got to take him to the ground game because obviously that's not working. But if he's faster than me, he's going to be more squirrely. He's going to get on my back twice as fast. So every opening, that leaves very minimal chances for errors on my end, and it makes my job that much harder, I feel like. And Ngannou's going to be in the same same boat. He's got that speed, but I mean, he's, not, he's got that power. But if he can't utilize that power, he's going to have to come around and switch everything up. And let's not underestimate the fact that Nagano actually has to cut weight to make 265, where Gain doesn't have to cut weight. So cutting weight can also really drain on you as a fighter. And as soon as we say all of this, it's going to be a nine-second fight with Francis crushing Gain's face, right? Like, that's right. Oh, face. Yeah, I mispronouncing it. I mean, we've name. spoken about it. We, we've spoken about it with a lot of fighters. We've, we've had a lot of fighters on this show who say the worst part of their training session it's, it's especially with a lot of the women fighters we've been able to do where they're going to pro fights and stuff it, and, but they're having to cut weight to get into those pro fights because there's not enough pro fights in their division that that cutting weight is is so difficult on a lot of them i remember one story we had on here is a woman had to sit in the sauna in body wrap to just sweat it all out and by the time she sweated down the weight she just wasn't ready to fight when she got in the ring because she'd lost all of her power from cutting all the weight and if you have to cut, then that's a serious, serious drain on your body. I think that's a really important uh, thing to consider. But I mean, 
the dude's huge. Like, <laughs> like yeah. <he'll> be... <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have a lot of body fat. It's like he's got a big old belly or anything like that. I mean, at that point, well, you got maybe put probably eight pounds of food, 10 pounds of food in your system. He's probably got 10, 15 pounds worth of water. You cut all that, then yeah, he's losing all that power, all those nutrients. And he might not be as, as lucrative as he hopes to be. I mean, weight cutting really sucks. It takes so much out of you. That's why I choose not to try to cut too, too much. Or if I do, it'll be gradual because luckily with street beasts, it's not mandatory. You don't have to cut. It's not broke. Alternatively, though, he, he's lost the weight ridiculously well and is now just 119 kilograms of pure muscle, uh, which, which can more than happen. I don't know what that is in pounds, guys. I'm sorry. It's 119 kilograms <laughs> over here. Well, I will also say I wonder if his contract problems with the USC are more on his mind than the fight, too, because he wants more money. He's been very vocal that he's done fighting for about a half a million a fight and that he wants to be paid. And he, he turned down some fights, so we have an interim champion and gone. And um, he was off for a long time and i i'm not a fighter but i feel like it, if me and maddie take a week off of podcasting it's rough getting back into it so let alone being a fighter that just the feel and the flow of everything i wonder if everything he's got going on with dana is an issue going into this fight also but you just never know where a guy's head's at Oh, yeah. I agree with you. I think that's a, a thousand percent. When you have too many other things on your mind, you don't focus on your fight. You don't focus on your training. You're too busy either trying to be a celebrity or to make these other deals or go out and enjoy life, which there's nothing wrong with it. But if you're a fighter, then, you know, you have to stay in your tip top shape and every single little thing really does affect it. I mean, there is one fight we had. I won't name it, but, you know, someone came out and they were going to fight and they had a family member unfortunately passed and um, they didn't want to, they were in the cage ready to go. And they're like, we can. It's like th that whole thing, it just triggers different emotions. And some people can hold out. Some people, you know, unfortunately are not able to. Or some stuff, it's like when it processes, it's just so rough right away. It's, you need that time. And uh, I think sometimes we get we forget that fighters are people too. Because we're just so used to seeing them in the cage, on TV, on YouTube, whatever. <laughs> Well, Maddie, I think you're the only one going with Naganu, but maybe you'll be the one who's right. Hey, I'm, I'm usually good with this beginner's look shit. It's like when we were looking at the playoffs last year when we first started this channel, I went, I, I didn't lose a playoff pick until the AFC Championship game. And yeah. now I've lost two playoff picks in the first time because I don't have the beginner's look this year. But uh, yeah, as my first UFC picks from watching a lot of highlight reel of Ungano because I, I, I like watching big dudes punch other big dudes. Uh, then I, I feel like just his experience might get him over the edge. It's the same with Tom Brady as we were talking about in the playoffs in our latest video. Heck yeah. I feel like one thing about heavyweights too is you actually get to see good action. You can hear the connects. Sometimes when you know when you get lighter and lighter, it's cool. You hear a quick little smack, but it ends up just being a tornado of them just like around the ring, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't get as and, much and action, besides, but the action that you do get. Well, besides yeah, sorry, the um, Derek Lewis fight, my um, Nagano's always got movement and action, but that Derek Lewis fight, neither both of them were afraid to throw a punch. That was weird, but. Um, God never stops. He never stops moving, which is going to make Francis keep moving too. 
I think it's going to be a great fight. And I want to see if Francis can go the distance if it goes to five rounds. Like, how much cardio do you have? And that's crazy to see the bigger guys with cardio because even at my weight, you know, at 155, those guys, they get gassed out after two rounds. or They're like, oh, I hit weights every single day. First round, they're huffing and buffing. And you see guys that are lifting weights, you know, 350-plus pounds, and they're still able to go five straight rounds. Like, damn! All right, guys, before we move on to Street Beast, West Coast 14, again, I just want to shout out Scrap Talk. Don't miss it. This is going to be awesome. The Canadian Fire Chicken, Viking Warrior, and Jay Gotham. That's tomorrow. Scrap Talk. Make sure you guys tune in for that. I can't wait to see those guys. Um, a lot of electric personalities over there. So with uh, Street Beast West Coast, they don't announce the fights ahead of time like the Scrap Yard. So I'm just going to read a list of the fighters who are going out there and We'll talk more about Street Beef's West Coast after I do. The round one fighters that were announced were Jimmy Fit, Knight Rider, Silent Bull, Sosa, BDW, Bill Collector, Unga Bunga, Italian Tanker, Mr. Silas, and Sweet Dreams. Round two, we have Smoke, Glitch, Ferrari Boy, Battleborn, Earthling Seven, Doughboy, Doughboy. Um, Saskio, <laughs> if I pronounce that wrong, my bad. Mustache and our boy Mustache fighting, hoping to get a title fight after this. And we might be in the works to do some contact with Mustache, but we'll see. We'll see how that works out. I won't give up too much details because we're not sure exactly how that's going to go yet. But um, also, Mimo Silva, um, Mad Titan, Silverback, White Fang, um, Damonic, I'm sorry if I botched that. Third round is <laughs> Chewy, Ben Bussin, Juice, Silent, No Love, and Big Texas. And if any of you missed it, um, Free Smoke was live last night, letting it like, um, letting off the third round, which. If you're a fan of West Coast um, street beefs, you've got to be a fan of Free Smoke. That dude just cracks me up. Um, so, with all this street beefs, West Coast 14 coming, I know they've had some struggles. I know it's been kind of rough on them. But I'm really excited to see that everybody getting back out there. These fighters are really excited. And, Buddy V, what do you think about the upcoming event? I'm excited. I think that's gonna be killer. Um, I don't. I'm curious to see what uh, where they're gonna host it. I know they got in trouble that one time. <laughs> I'm glad that they're still able to do a lot of events. Um, cause I know that they got a crazy amount of people. I am excited to see BDW Big Daddy William. I've always been a fan of seeing him box. I never saw him in person. That was a uh, pretty killer at the Sandbox. Um, those are some good ones. I'm, just, I'm definitely a fan of Free Smoke. I I don't think he said his name on the the fight list, but I watched some of his lives. Everything else, funny dude, too. <laughs> Battleborn versus Earthling 7. Ooh, I can't wait to that one. Oh. <laughs> I, the, the size of the card is huge. Like, Street Beefs from when we started, like, it, it's obviously grown and grown and grown, but we, we were there for kind of Street Beef Scrapyard's teenage years. Is So it had its infancy years, and then we started following in its teenage years, and now it's going crazy. But West Coast Street Beefs is absolutely uh fantastic as well and they're just going 
bigger and bigger and bigger. It's absolutely incredible to see, and it's very exciting. What I want to know is when are they start gonna when are they gonna start doing some live events, some live fights? Ooh, that's actually a good question. I know that they tried doing like a pay per view thing with Heart in the Fight at one time. Um, yeah, I wonder how they would do that because I know like with uh, Street Beefs, if you follow the Demon Boys Boxing. At a lot of those events when they host them live, they'll put it right there and you can follow that live. I don't think I've seen anything like that for Street Beefs Dirty South either. So that'd be definitely a good one. I think with Scrapper, we might go live for a fight or two soon. I don't know what event it's going to be at, but yeah, I want to see definitely the West Coast do live again. That would be pretty killer. <laughs> well, and just the fact that if anybody watched the Heart and the Fight where they did the, um, survey of how street beefs affected you and that kind of thing Zed was on there talking real deep shit um i thought it was great how like he threw not threw it together but he's the one that brought street beefs to the west coast after fighting in the og yard these guys do so much good for everybody um i just can't wait to see like the fights as they get put up on youtube like i'm the guy who and i know you can't as a content creator you can't throw all of them up right away because you just don't have enough upload speed and for the uh, the views. But I'm a guy, I can't get enough. And I'm the asshole who will be at work draining a, an a fish aquarium, watching a fight while it's draining or filling, uh, you know, because as you clean aquariums, you have a lot of time on your hands as tanks drain and fill. So I get to catch up on street beefs. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's as I, if I've had a day where all the kids have been little shits and don't like, listen to any of the lessons i'm trying to teach i'll come back and watch some people scrapping in a backyard any day it's fantastic it's a great way to kind of like just alleviate some of that without having to think oh these guys are professionals like it's nice just to see some people just going at it if i'm being perfectly honest yeah show the kid like look keep it up it's gonna be you next <laughs> but, but i mean it's it's kind of getting to the point where the, these guys are they're getting past that ridiculously amateur phase that Street Beefs originally was. And, and now you have people like Preacher's son in that. He would. Like that, that, those guys are pro. Like those guys could go pro if they really wanted to. Oh, absolutely. I think it's cool also with uh, when you follow, you know, the West Coast, Scrapyard, the OG Yard, Dirty South. You get to see certain fighters, like like I said, Viking Warriors, one of the faces of the Scrapyard up here. And you get to see these people evolve too. Even some of like, you know, not like even Gash. We winning fighter uh, of the year last year. From her very first fight to all the way, every fight, she improved every single one. To the point where, like, I remember we fought, and then, yeah, it gave me the liver shot that damn near dropped me. And then all of a sudden, a couple of fights later, she's busted up both her opponent's legs so bad they couldn't even walk damn near after the fight. So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to see the growth of every person. Some people get faster. Some people get stronger. Some people get that technique. It really is a cool thing. Um, I know on the West Coast with Mook, I know he's been doing a lot of stuff, too. I follow him. Um, I know Lil Diesel, he's got his EMC elevated mindset, uh, combative. I mean, I followed the Oni doing a couple other bouts too. And there's just so many people I can't even name them all out. I feel bad for not even naming them all, naming them all. Like, uh, like I see darkness on my timeline a lot too. A lot of these people on the West Coast are connecting, they're all putting in work, and a handful of them do have those dreams to get bigger. And like you said, I, the platform is there, the views are there. There's all sorts of different people on this rose that is catching a lot more attention than what it already has. And I mean, Anything could happen. Well, what's great is it's just street beefs all around. The first one who comes into my head about uh, when you, we were talking about this, if you go back to the OG yard, go look at what 
big smiles doing big smiles killing it in the amateurs right now and getting ready to get his first pro fight coming up and it was street beefs that give these guys the confidence to get into a cage they get to they get to get some experience they don't have to just walk into an amateur fight without any experience and it just i don't know but i feel like as a fighter it's got to be a weird feeling the first time the cage door shuts behind you for a real fight and it, to get that out of the way in um, a backyard organization or a fight club or however you want to call it, I think is great. And what they're doing for people is people are going into the amateur circuit fights with a following that's never happened. Where the hell does an amateur fighter get 600,000 views on YouTube, like a million views on YouTube, go look at what the Jay got um, preacher son fight got. I mean, that's millions of views. Yep. I mean, I agree. It's like you look at Fair Play even from the OG yard. He just went pro. Uh, Baby Hulk was doing a bunch of stuff too. I mean, um, uh, was it Anthony A.B. Brown? I believe his name is. I'm spacing on it. I think that's what it is. You know, he was going up there too. They just redid a deal with DLK Prime. They're about to have some more fights back on. I mean, yeah, this platform is continuously growing and growing. And I mean, as the OG yard grows, West Coast grows, Scrap Yard grows, Dirty South grows, and it's like, each has its own fruition. It's just boom, 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 boom. I, I mean, I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> well, just think about this in straight numbers as it comes to content. So, and Maddie will relate to this, but I don't know if you know who Pat McAfee is, Buddy V, but he is very big internet show for sports, okay? He's huge and he used to be the Colts kicker. But he's got 1.5 million followers on YouTube. Street Beast OG Yard has a million more followers subscribers than Pat McAfee does. 2.5 million subscribers on Street Beast. Where are you going to get that kind of shine before you're a pro? And as a content creator, Maddie, I mean, just, I mean, you can talk about wrapping your head around 2.5 million subscribers. Yeah, I mean, we're trying our best to get solidly up to 2,500 subscribers at the minute. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, that's on Facebook. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll, you'll see we only have 61. So if you're watching this on YouTube, guys, go subscribe to us. That'd be really nice. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I mean, it's just an incredible platform for people to kind of like progress their way through the ranks. And it's something that I, I hadn't learned about before meeting Jay. And Jay kind of just went to me, look, there's this thing that I think you'll really enjoy. And now I watch it probably three or four times a week. And then if we're doing one of these videos with somebody like Viking Warrior, I'll watch all of their fights before uh, we kind of sit down uh, to chat to them. What I want to know, Buddy V, is as our insider in the Street Beast world, who is your fighter to watch? And I think this is something that we should do for every show. I think we should have a Buddy V's fighter to watch. And I think that should be a new segment of the show. I'm sorry for blindsiding you with it, Buddy. But who is your... Uh, who is your uh, one to watch, your Street Beefs fighter to watch? Thank you, JJ, by the way. <laughs> I thought, oh, that was a good question. Dang. All right. Um, I originally, I mean, because he was um, doing some stuff for a while, I was originally going to say Nasty Native with Down South, but I don't know uh, if he's fighting as much because he's doing a lot more involvement with the Dirty South and helping host some of the fights and whatnot. Um. Oh, gosh, it's a tough one. For the scrapyard, 
I mean, there's so many good fighters. One of the ones I'd have to say is Turtle. I mean, I know him. He's great, but I like to see that he's improved a lot. He showed that he doesn't care about size, weight. He had that one fight where he fought someone that was 20 pounds heavier. Um, you know, he trains at 7th Street Boxing Gym. He's with killers all the time. I feel like his skills continue to grow. And um, I think that – and I know he fights outside of street piece too. He's gone to other states, other things in the boxing uh, competitions, and I feel like he's definitely going to be on the rise here in these next few years. He's going to have a lot accomplished and, and have most of his goals done. That one is for sure. For West Coast, I mean, ooh, I've been slacking a little bit. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Mustache. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's say that. Mustache. <laughs> He's trying to get a title fight and he's trying to do everything he can to get a title fight. And those are the kind of guys that are driven that you're like, screw it. We need to watch what this dude does because if you have the right mindset and the skill to go with it, then you could get there. And I, I know mustache feels like he's one win away, maybe two from a title shot. Oh yeah. And it's like, when you start to get that feeling, you just know it's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. and uh, I, I kind of like uh, on the OGR, I like money mail. Right now, because I saw him with that sparring session with Showtime way bigger. He's getting in there. He's putting on fights. I love the technique that he has. He's in there. He puts his work in. He's got a lot of power mixed with speed. I feel like those would definitely be my my fighters to watch. I'm sorry, Dirty South. I don't have a fighter picked yet. I'll brush up on some of the videos, and I'll pick one, too. <laughs> hey, that's for the next video. We're improving on here, guys. This is this is us growing and improving with these live show things. We'll add more segments as we go through. Let's let's just go through that. Uh Buddy V, when, when is your next fight? When are you thinking of fighting next? This weekend, Saturday the 22nd. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm excited. I don't know who my opponent is. I prefer it that way. That way I just train hard, get it in. I'm fighting at 150 instead of 155. I would prefer MMA, but if it's boxing, so be it. Kickboxing is definitely the last choice, but if I don't have a match and that's my only option, I'll take it because I'm ready. I'm itching to fight. I got an itch. I'm ready to scratch it. And I mean, can we get some videos from the ring? Can we like let's have a chat by the side of the ring if you're not too you're not too in the zone of the fight where, wherever you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I saw about Jason on here, comment with a quick shout out to him. I know later today after I got the video, he's actually gonna help me do some pad work to help get me ready for the fight. We've been working on it at least once a week. So <laughs> well um, you know we hope you win no matter who you fight. But for the show, I hope you come in with a black eye. <laughs> I actually got one quick. You can kind of see. I got a little bit of a shiner. It's healed up nicely. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's some hard training. That's how you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I got hit in my liver so hard I dropped in mid-training. Right, I stood up right after. I tried going out of the, the bell ring and getting the, the training session, so I looked down. I was like, yeah, I would have kept going, but uh, I'll take that break now. <laughs> Well, before we get out of here, let's do some shout outs again, just so people know they do do pay-per-view pay-per-view live streams for Street Beefs West Coast on Heart in the Fight, just not for this event, but that's good to know because then we can get the fights right away and don't have to wait. But I want to give a shout out to Heart in the Fight. I think they do amazing things for and I love the idea with Scrap Talk. I want to give a shout out to Pashoto and Len B for everything they do. I want to give a shout out to Overtime Hustling Magazine. The new episode or the new magazine's coming out. Check it out. SK DeRider made the cover of the magazine. And if you don't know who it is, his new music is on 
it's fire. Go check it out on YouTube. I just, I want to support any content creators or any, anybody who supports us and or street beefs. I want to support because I love what they're doing and street beef supports us so much. So I feel like I just want to give those shout outs to those guys because they're all out there grinding for street beefs also. They're going to have Viking Warrior in their next uh, issue as well, if you saw at the bottom, and Buddy B. Ooh. <laughs> oh, and Buddy B. Look at that. So make sure you guys get that next um, edition of the uh, Overtime Hustling Magazine. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fire one. You might you might see a little something over here. Just kidding, I can't show you. <laughs> <laughs> where can they get that from? Where can where can the people viewing this get the Overtime Hustling magazine from, buddy? Uh, actually, on the Overtime Hustling website, I believe. You said, sorry, go on. I was just going to say they have a link to the website on their Facebook site. So head over now. <laughs> yeah, head over there. And well, after you're support- done here. Yeah. And you want to support Buddy V, you can always go to zuel-world.com one of the many few cool things i got and if you want to support me you can not sell your children e-cigarettes and then i don't have to stay into meetings with head teachers until uh for 45 minutes getting told about how e-cigarettes are an epidemic that's that's my plug of the show don't sell children e-cigarettes done Buddy, I have to say I came up, and you do not have to use it, but my new um, slogan for Zuel is, Zuel, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> oh, I like that. Hell yeah, I might have to put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys, that's our second live show. It's just going to get better from here. Less technical glitches. I'll figure out my end at some point. I want to thank Viking Warrior for giving us his time. Next week, we're going to have Kenny and the Terrifier both on. I'm sure we'll get some WWE-style promos cut because these two were even going at it in the private chat I was in with them. So it's going to be epic, and it's going to be fire. All right, guys. One world, one love. Deuces. Cheerio. Ha 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 ha!